Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about what could you become? What could you become if you didn't have any attachments to ideals or outcomes, if you didn't think you lacked anything, if you realized you were the creator of your reality, and if you knew that your reality is a reflection of the perspective slash vibration you're offering, and all you did was work on that perspective, raise that perspective as high as you could, and then let, let the universe bring back to you a reflection of that high perspective. In that, you would experience an unimaginable life. You could let go of your identity, expand that identity, move it towards the fullness of who you truly are, more aligned with who you truly are, and let that broader, wiser, more powerful inner self join you in this life and then see what happens. This is a really interesting subject Joshua's been talking about for the last year or so, but they've really distilled it in this episode without us needing to control or figure out how to get what we want or what we lack or things like that. We just work on raising our vibration, raising our perspective, processing limiting beliefs, expanding our identity, and then see what happens. This will lead, they say, to an unimaginable life. And I've experienced a lot of that in the last year and a half. It's been an incredible ride as I've done this work myself. So I think you'll find this episode amazing. We are celebrating the 10th anniversary of A Perception of Reality, which was completed January 15th, 2013. We are giving away the audiobook on our website. And if you wanted to get your copy, just go to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com, click on the audiobook there, and use the coupon code GARYFREE and get it as many times as you want. Send it to your friends, whatever you'd like to do. It's a, a great way to spread this information. We are having two retreats. The Orlando retreat is almost sold out. We have two spots available. That is happening March 14th through the 19th. So send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com if you would like more information. Thanks for being here. Please like and subscribe and do that wonderful stuff that you do. We really appreciate all your support. So let's get started on this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. You may have always thought that your choices and decisions would lead to one path or another path, and that you could control your paths through the choices and decisions that you made. And you may look back on your life and you might say, well, if I had made better choices and decisions, I would have come to a better place in life. I would have gotten what I thought I lacked. I would have had more control. I would have more ease and more comfort and even more abundance and even freedom. Well, this is not really the case. This is the illusion that's going on here. Your choices, decisions, and actions are based on your perspective. How you see yourself will determine which choices, decisions, and actions can come to you. If you raise that perspective, you will have higher quality choices, decisions, and actions, not better not by any means better, because every choice, decision, and action you've ever taken has led perfectly to where you are now, and we promise you, you would not change a thing. If you drop your perspective, if you perceive yourself as a victim, you'd have a whole different set of choices, decisions, and actions to take. And you would take those choices and those decisions and those actions that would lead to experiences that would always, always, always give you the opportunity to raise your perspective, to see the perfection. Yet when you're existing in the lower densities in a state of fear, 
You can't really see what's going on. The illusion is very thick down there. And that's part of this game because you come through this reality to play around with these possibilities of choices and different decisions and different actions you could or could not take. You play around with this perceived lack of abundance, perceived lack of freedom, perceived lot in life. Well, none of that's true. You are a magnificent, eternal, limitless being, and you wanted to come into this interesting reality, this challenging reality, to see what could you become not knowing who you are, not remembering you're connected, feeling isolated and individual, perceiving that there are limitations imposed on you, and never realizing that those limitations were all self-imposed, always. And so you come in and you are this powerful and energetic being, having done this many times before. You set up the time and place of your birth and the body and the family you were born into and all the conditions of your youth. And you have a set of intentions, very powerful intentions. You have an idea of what you would like to experience. And you knew that that experience would not only shape the human version of you, but certainly the non-physical version of you as well. It would expand that version. It would expand all that is. And you come in to play this very exciting game at this time of awakening to see what you could become. You don't have to become anything. You can live the life you're living now perfectly happy. You can enjoy every single aspect of this reality fully without ever having to become anything. Well, what could you become? That's the unknown. That's the unimaginable. What could you become if you had a massive shift in perspective in one lifetime? If you came in feeling like a victim and setting your conditions of your youth up so that you would really, really, really believe in limitation. And then going on this journey, on this ride, through experience after experience after experience, through choices and decisions that were the only ones available to you at the time. And then raising that perspective, finding this information, doing things differently than others are doing, thinking things in a new way, and then seeing yourself more and more and more. And as you do, you rise up through these densities where you gain more clarity and more confidence. And you understand maybe it's not the way everyone else thinks it is. Maybe this reality does not play by the rules that have been established by those who've come before, those who have been living in fear in the more dense areas of this reality, more limitation, more lack. Maybe as humanity evolves, humanity lifts itself out of the lower densities. And those of you who are on this call now, or those of you listening at a later date, are the ones who would come through to be on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought, and then to practice these ideas and to play with them and to converse amongst yourselves about what could be possible for you. Something outside of the box, of the norm, of what everyone else thinks is going on here. What could you become? Not what you've seen others do before, not in a way that society would say is good, or prestigious, or would get you what you think you lack. Not in a way that a victim might look at it, saying that if I make my conditions look really nice, that I'll feel good, because you know that doesn't work. 
But what if you could connect to your own inner self, to your own guides and supporters, and to receive more inspiration and then act on more inspiration? And then when you make a decision, you understand it's the only decision you could have made from that perspective. And so you go through that experience and you look at that experience, there must be something there in it for me. There must be some information that I can glean from this experience. And then when you have the experience, you raise your perspective, you look back and you see the experience as perfect, no matter what happened, no matter what decision led to what experience, you do not regret or resent anything in the past. You understand that everything is perfect. And that it's leading me not to where I think I want to go, but to where I truly want to go. How do you know where you truly want to go? Well, you truly want to go to a place where you can see yourself more accurately, where you can see reality more accurately. And in that place, you will feel good. Why? Because your basic guidance system is, if you're perceiving reality accurately, you will feel positive emotion. If you're perceiving reality inaccurately, you'll receive what you call negative emotion. And so by default, as you rise up in perspective, you will feel better and better and better and better. And you'll get more sensitive. Sensitivity is a superpower. If you understand that, then you can be aware that as you rise up in density, those aspects of your identity that are not true, that are simply limiting, will have to be dealt with, will have to come to your attention, will have to be processed, and will have to fall away. Because you cannot hold on to judgment as you rise up in density. You cannot hold on to regret, resentment, fear of the future, or any of that. You have to understand that you're all one. Because you're moving from fear to love, from separation to oneness, from what you think you lack to everything you truly want. And all of it is on the other side of your fear. Because it's the fear, the fear that's holding you down the fear that's more prevalent in the lower densities, the fear that's more prevalent when you lack information, when you believe in separation, when you believe in limitation. When you don't believe in that, well, then you're going to have to face decisions and choices and actions that are quite different from what you would face now because they will be leading you not to where you think you want to go, not to some ideal you have in your mind, not to some comfy little life that you think might be great, but to the unknown, your explorers. That's where you want to be. The known has no true interest to you. It gets boring. This is why you're in this reality instead of any other reality, because there is so much to learn, so much to experience, and so much new that's available for you here. You couldn't be here if you were not built for this reality. You couldn't be here if you were not powerful and tenders with vast amounts of experience. So revel in who you are, revel in who each other is, revel in this entire consciousness of humanity, the whole lot of you, because you're all one, and this is what you're coming to understand. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? Vic. Hi, Joshua. I have this very comical, kind of comical manifestation event that's happening with me right now. 
a couple of weeks ago my wife and i were talking about some of my fears and limiting beliefs and one of the fears we were talking about was like how i excessively worry about the house whenever we are on an extended vacation i'll check my security cameras multiple times a day call my neighbors to check on the house stuff like that so she came up with a wonderful analogy she said well think about your wallet you have it with you all the time the probability of you losing the wallet is a lot higher but you don't worry about it you don't check every hour that if you have your wallet on you you just go about your day and you've never lost your wallet you've never forgotten it so you have an unconscious empowering belief built around that so similarly you just need to build a conscious empowering belief around this idea that your house is fine which is great this conversation happened 2 weeks ago since then i have lost my i've forgotten my wallet home three times i've dropped it at a restaurant once and had someone give it to me 5 minutes later and i'm just trying to understand what is going on like i this has never happened to me i've never lost my wallet i've never forgotten it it's always on me thank god for apple pay but yeah it's happened so i'm just trying to figure out like, why would the universe or reality try to do this to me now like why why is it trying to point out this unconscious empowering belief and kind of like i don't know i'm trying to make sense of that because it's not unconscious anymore what a random coincidence that suddenly this understanding this empowering belief that you have about your wallet in contrast to a limiting belief you have about your house comes to show you that when you lose something it does not matter if you were to perceive the reason you are secure is because of money in the bank is because you had a wallet is because you had a support network of friends is because you had a house if you believe that well you'd be believing the illusion none of that is true you are inherently supported you are taken care of and you cannot lose anything in this reality because nothing belongs to you it is there when you need it if you need it if you don't need it it need not be there you are a magnificent powerful creator you create in the moment everything is created in the moment you think oh that's the house that i left when i went to work today and this is the house that i come back to in the afternoon we promise you it's a different house the house disappears when you leave and reappears when you come back your house to you is not the same house as it is to your wife or to anyone who has been in it or seen it or constructed it or any of that it is unique to you it is a representation of what you believe you're worthy of no more no less exactly it's a manifestation that you create and create and create and create in the moment whenever you think about it do you have to keep continually thinking about it when you're not there of course not if it is not there when you return home it's because you no longer need that house and one day you will not need that house you will move to a different house and that house will exist for someone else and it'll exist in your memory and if you drive by it 10 years later it'll look a bit different but it's still your house by your perception of reality completely unique to you no one sees the same house you do if you were going to the house you grew up in you might say oh it's much smaller than i thought because your perspective then as a child everything looked a little bigger was it actually bigger 
It's based on your perspective. Everything is. So let's go to a couple different ideas. One is you are churning out creation after creation after creation. All creation is essentially new, molecule by molecule by molecule. As you gaze upon it, as you agree that it's there, and it is always, always, always reforming and reforming and reforming. You can know this for sure, that the body you inhabit is changing billions of times a second, changing location, changing construction. Every so often, a cell will die and a new one will come and take its place. Refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. You know that if you are watching TV, the show that you're watching is just a bunch of pixels on the screen. Refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Exactly the same as physical reality. There are little pixels throughout your reality. As you look on them, some of them form the walls, some of them form the windows, some of them form the furniture and the plants. Some move, some don't move, depending on your perspective, some switch and change. And you're considering this all to be quote unquote real. But if it's all you're manufactured by your agreement and your perception of it to serve you specifically, how does it serve you? It gives you an idea of how to navigate this reality. I would like a safe place to sleep at night. And so you say, am I worthy of a safe place to sleep at night? If you say yes, then you might rent a place or buy a place. If you say, I am worthy of this quality in this area, in this location, and then you are able to buy that. And if you say, I'm not worthy of this, then you are be, from your perspective, unable to buy that. But of course, that's a self-imposed limitation. So your life is based in your belief system. You have a set of empowering beliefs and a set of limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are only limiting if they prevent you from acting on inspiration. You may have a belief that you're never going to fly to the moon, but since you're never going to be inspired to do that anyway, it doesn't limit you from acting on inspiration. It could limit you in the case of a house, for instance, your belief about your worthiness could limit you from buying a $20 million mansion. But since it's not really part of your journey anyway, it's not really something you could look at. However, the worthiness part of that in every area will manifest itself as limiting beliefs. When you can see yourself as the creator of this reality, creating simply through thought and belief and emotion, then you can adjust those beliefs, you can adjust those emotions, and you can think about what you think about to an extent. Of course, from your non-physical perspective, you had certain experiences that you wanted to have. If you wanted to have the experience of a house burning down for whatever purpose, you will experience that. But how you experience it depends on your perspective. You could be a fireman. And from that perspective, 
a house burning down would give you the opportunity to rescue the inhabitants or put out the fire. You could have all your money tied up in your house with no insurance and have the house burn down. And you might have a perspective that you've lost everything and now you have to start over. Wherever it is determines in your perspective. If you look at everything from the highest perspective that you can believe, you'll go through these experiences in pure joy because joy is a high perspective and the experience will match that perspective. If you perceive that you are insecure, that you are not worthy, that you have to control everything, that you have to monitor everything, you're going to have experiences that show you that that is not necessary, not beneficial, not helpful whatsoever. In the beginning, it'll be a maybe a fearful thought. And if you say, ooh, that would be bad, no, maybe you'll have a manifestation event in physical reality, a small one. And if you continue to say, ooh, that's bad, ooh, I don't like that, ooh, I hope that doesn't happen, I wish that doesn't happen, I pray that doesn't happen, and perceive it from the perspective of the victim, it'll grow more and more and more and more until you have a full-blown manifestation event. But as you go through that experience, the experience will show you something. You'll have an ability to gain information if you see it as a beneficial experience or a perfect experience. And you can look back now at certain experiences at the time in your life that you said, oh, that was bad. And you can say, actually, that had to happen. That was necessary. That made me who I am today. That led me on this path. I have this and this and this because of that experience. This is true of every experience you have, but humans are generally looking at life from the perspective of a victim, meaning that they perceive outside conditions and people make them feel something. Okay. In that perspective, they're not really getting the information and they're spending a lot of effort and time and control trying to manage their life. Doesn't work. Doesn't feel good doesn't move them along their path of self-discovery. For most humans, that's fine. They're here to just experience the feelings available in this reality. But for those of you who are on this call, you are seeking something more. And what you're seeking is the higher perspective. You're seeking to have a massive shift in perspective over one lifetime. But of course, you've lived this life this way for a long time, and some of these beliefs are ingrained in you, you may not believe that the house will only exist from your perspective when it's necessary and not a moment longer. And that by looking at it, doesn't really control it. In fact, kind of does the opposite. That's okay. You will learn from this, this experience. The losing of the wallet is helping you see this. You didn't actually lose anything. You didn't lose any security. You didn't lose the ability to buy things. You had your Apple Pay. You had the experience of a wonderful stranger finding your wallet and giving it back to you. This connection between another person that you would not have had otherwise. All these wonderful things will come from any experience you have. If you're trying to prevent certain experiences, you're going to be waffling in the wind, wasting a lot of energy, preventing something that 
if it's necessary, must come. We promise you, you want these things to come. You can't see it from a limited perspective, so we ask you to raise your perspective. What Gary learned many years ago was that everything he truly wanted was on the other side of his fear. So if he was in fear of a certain experience, it did no good trying to prevent it. He said, if this experience happens, it will be for my highest good and benefit. Therefore, if it's necessary, bring it on. He leaned into it. He didn't imagine the worst that could happen. He let it go. And he said, if it happens, it has to be for my highest good. And all of a sudden, the fear's gone. And he knew exactly what to do. Why? Because without the fear, he was connected to his inner self. And he could get inspiration all the time from us, from his guides and supporters, from wherever. He was open to inspiration because he was out of the fear. How did he get out of the fear? He shifted his perspective from, I don't want this ever to happen to me, to, if it happens to me, it's got to be for my highest good. He went from victim to creator in that moment, in that area. This is a practice. Start with the little things. Gary has a practice that he does that if he forgets to lock the doors at night and he wakes up and realizes nothing was stolen, nobody broke in, he says, that was evidence that I am protected, that I do not need to protect myself. He leaves his car unlocked all the time. He has never locked the car. Now, of course, you can throw a stone to the police station, so that's helpful. But you wouldn't believe how many people come up to this house and lock their door, a caddy corner from the police station. This would be the last place anyone would rob or steal from anything. But if it were to happen, it would be the best thing that could happen. And so if you go along with this new philosophy, you will find that little irrational fears start to fall away and that you will get evidence to show that there is nothing to fear, just like forgetting your wallet or losing your wallet for the first time ever. The universe shows you over and over and over and over again that you are the creator of this and that you cannot create imperfectly. Thank you. Excellent. Michael. Thank you. So I love the idea that we can use our emotions as a guidance to know whether we're in, in alignment with our higher self or with our inner being. Can you help me understand? I'm trying to reconcile these three examples. And I love this teaching. I, I want to be able to share and teach others. And, and I can see these questions come up. So the first scenario is, you know, someone who is taking, you know, alcohol or drugs and they're in the state of bliss. Another one would be, you know, someone harming another human being. And for whatever reason, they're finding joy or happiness with that. Or another scenario might be uh, some criminals just are celebrating because they just robbed a million dollars successfully from the bank. Excellent. Would you say that, generally speaking, from your perspective and belief system, that somebody using alcohol would be in bliss? Is that a normal thing from your perspective? Or do you already have a belief system about that? I think it's a temporary 
letting go of resistance? Yes. For certain, there are many, 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 many different layers to that subject of choosing another substance to offset or subdue or enhance whatever you're feeling now. If you were feeling negative emotion and you used any substance to rid yourself of the negative emotion, you might feel some temporary relief, which would be wonderful, temporary relief. But because you weren't dealing with the basis of the negative emotion, which would be perceiving your reality inaccurately, you would have to be shown manifestation events. And so those who are using substances to alter their way of being are generally going to face manifestation events if their purpose is something other than simply existing and feeling. If it's existing and feeling, then it's fine. It doesn't really matter. But generally, this is not a solution. It is a covering up of a symptom. And there's many layers that you can go from there, depending on the intention of the person. If it is being used to celebrate, to enhance the feeling, then by all means, anything that enhances the accurate perception of reality would just be more alignment. In the case of somebody who is happy because they've killed somebody, well, they're obviously operating in the illusion of separation. And their perspective is that something is going to get closer to manifesting what they want. They're on their way. Now, you could say that this is an inaccurate perception of reality, but from a higher perspective, it's an absolutely accurate perception of reality. However, we would say that very, 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 very cases, few cases exist in history where someone felt true happiness, true positive emotion. They may have used it as an excuse to feel good, but they were not in true alignment since they were operating in the illusion of separation. They were within a confusion. And this may have allowed them to feel better, just as someone might use a substance to feel better in the moment. It is not what they intended. It's not the long term. It is an experience that they're going through. And it is something that, from a certain limited perspective, could be used to feel good. Now, the same is true of if someone won the lottery. They perceive that this is going to lead to an imaginary ideal, and they use the lottery winning as an excuse to feel good. They are seeing their reality as perfect for that moment. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't realize that there are many manifestation events about to come from this, but they have a belief system that in their victimhood seems to alter the conditions so that they can finally feel secure, for instance. And in this way of feeling secure, which is what is true, they just don't see it this way. They use that as an excuse to feel good. If you are a professional 
bank robber and absolutely passionate about what you do, fascinated by this section of physical reality and realizing that the laws don't apply to you, that there is nothing real about ownership of anything and you are just exercising your skill, well, then you are absolutely in alignment with who you truly are and what you intended to experience. If you are feeling you got lucky and got away with something and knew it was wrong and bad and that was your belief system, you would be using it as an excuse to feel good. Can you see the difference there? One is true alignment and one is just an excuse to feel good. You can also use anything as an excuse to feel bad. And this is what is happening when people perceive themselves as a victim, meaning the outside conditions can make them feel something. If you believe the outside conditions can make you feel something, you're going to do whatever you are urged to do to control the outside conditions, to control the people, to control what is happening in your reality. Of course, that cannot work. But you can only believe that could work when your perspective is limited. Once you alter that perspective, you'll have great clarity. Oh, I'm using this as an excuse to feel bad. Oh, I'm using this as an excuse to feel good. Is it truly aligned with who I am? Is it aligned with connection and oneness? Is it aligned with the power that I am in the non-physical as a representation of this physical form. One thing those of you who are on this ascension journey will understand is that when you use anything as an excuse to perceive that you're free, abundant, secure, all these things which are your natural birthright since you're the creator of your reality, if you're using something to perceive that I am worthy because of X, Y, or Z. People like, love, and respect me because of X, Y, or Z. Because I'm funny, because I take care of people, because I'm wealthy, or because I care. That has to be shown to you that it's not true. Because you'd still be perceiving yourself as a victim. If you're on this journey of ascension, you want to know what limits you and nothing limits you more than your perception of yourself as that identity, which is a narrow bandwidth of experience in this reality. It is the most limiting aspect of this reality, the identity. If you believe that, as Gary did, people like, love, and respect me because I'm successful, because I take care of them, because blah, 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 blah. All that has to be shown to him, and it was, so that he can realize there is nothing he needs to be to be loved, appreciated, friendship, any of that. By him using something as his excuse to allow others to like, love, and respect him, he's not seeing who he truly is. It's limiting him from his journey of self-discovery. So it must be removed. It must be exposed. And it was exposed. As it's exposed, he realizes he's all of that, and none of that as well. So imagine that there is a 100-yard football field, and your identity is somewhere around the 50-yard line, maybe two yards to one side and two yards to the other side. That's how you define yourself. That's how all of you define yourself. 
But the truth is you're the entire football field. You're all of it and none of it. And as you expand your perception of yourself, expand your identity, you become more of a vessel, a larger container from which to bring in your inner self, to discover who you are, your inner self. That's where your power exists. So imagine the limitless being that you are with a narrow band of focus, two yards this way, two yards this way, a four yard band of focus on a hundred yard field. Wouldn't you want to experience it all? And if you could allow in more and more and more of that, what are you allowing in? You're allowing in your power, the power to understand what's going on here, to serve others, to be, have, and do anything that you can imagine, or to unlock new ideas and unimaginable experiences. And so people play in certain roles. Really, this is a game of limitation. You define yourself as an alcoholic, it's a game of limitation. You limit yourself to that experience. You define yourself as a victim or an aggressor, you limit yourself to that experience. You define yourself as the greatest bank robber in the world. Well, that's more of an expanded experience, more adventurous, more exciting, more in line with who that person truly is. If you define yourself as a success, as Gary did, you narrow the choices, the decisions, and the actions that are available to you. If you expand that, you open up for the possibility of unimaginable experiences. And that's what you truly want. Emma. Hi, Joshua. If we're thinking of this, um, that when we're a, a victim, we feel things are outside of our control. And a lot of the time we're trying to gain control of outside conditions. But what we're kind of learning is that actually it's not the outside conditions that are irrelevant because that's a, just a reflection of your identity. It seems to be a bit of a paradox that if we're talking about an unimaginable life, it's really about letting go of controls so that we don't get limited by our identity. But then in some ways, the whole concept of being a creator is the ultimate in control because you're, you're creating. But then you said earlier on on today's call that um, we're creating through our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, let's, emotions to an extent. Let's address that perfectly expressed question that millions of others will have. If I'm the creator of my reality, I have absolute control. Well, that's assuming you know what you want. If what you want is unimaginable, you can't imagine what you would create because it's unimaginable. You have no idea. So by default, this idea that you're the creator of your reality from your perspective is, I should be able to create X money in the bank, a big business, a nice house, lots of friends, loved ones around me, a wonderful relationship, travel, all these things that you believe that you would enjoy. Well, we know you would enjoy them because you would use these things as an excuse to feel good. 
and therefore you'd feel positive motion for a millisecond. And then you would want more or something different or something else. And you'd rack your brain. If you had a million dollars a week coming in, you'd have to figure out a way to spend it. And you would run out of ideas and you would look to others and you would read magazines and you would just buy things here and buy things there and go there and go there. And you would make decisions still from a limited perspective. You would say, how come nothing's satisfying? How come I can't really get what I want, even though I have all this stuff? Well, believe it or not, there's no version of you that's ever existed in any other time period that's had more than what you have now. You don't feel the satisfaction that you felt in other lives or the love or the connection or many other things. Of course, this is a much more interesting time and you're a much more powerful being now than you ever have been. You're more expanded than ever. So the idea of what defines a victim is that it's all based in perception. Simply stated, if you perceive that someone could say something to you and that person could cause you, by what they said, to feel negative emotion, then you believe they're the cause of your negative emotion. That's a perception of reality. If you believe that the reason you felt negative emotion is because it triggered a limiting belief and the belief sparked a fear and it was the fear or the dip in perspective that caused you to feel negative emotion, then you'd be the creator of your reality. That's it. That's it. Now, you've practiced being one who perceives that outside conditions and people can make you feel something up to this point in your life. A lot of momentum there. Now you're starting to understand that you're the creator of your reality. You create your perception of reality from outside people can make me feel bad because they said something bad. And everyone else would agree with me. All the people around me said, oh, that person should never have said that. That was mean. Two, this event happened for me to show me a limiting belief. That person lived their entire life, bumped up against me at this perfect moment to show me a belief that's causing me not to act on inspiration, not to connect with my inner self, not to live the life I intended to live, not to discover who I truly am, not the Emma Weber, but the non-physical Emma. What could I become if I allowed in a few drips of the non-physical Emma in here? If I expanded my perception of reality, my perception of myself, if I raised my perspective and expanded my identity to allow in whatever non-physical power Emma has. But then what happens? Then you lose control of the ship. Because now the non-physical Emma, as a blended being, is running the ship, leading you into all kinds of unimaginable experiences. Well, you can't control the unimaginable experiences. You might lose something. Oh, I don't want to lose something. Yes, but the unimaginable, it's going to be magnitudes more satisfying, engaging, connecting, joyful, exhilarating, exciting than what you can do on your own. 
This is a tricky thing because as you get more successful, as you get more knowledge, as you use this law of attraction stuff to manifest what you think you want and get more powerful in doing that, you create this amazing life. But if you think that Emma did it, you're going to hold on. You're going to be afraid to lose anything. And you're going to be wanting to create different things from the Emma perspective. But you're not going to be moving into the, to the unimaginable. The unimaginable has never been experienced by humans before. No human has ever experienced anything unimaginable that you've experienced. You can try and tell them about it. You can explain it. They're not going to get it. Probably won't believe it. But it's so much more delicious. Now, here's what happens. When you start to experience the unimaginable, you will understand what it means to be a creator. The creator has whittled away the limiting beliefs, has expanded the identity, has brought in more non-physical, has a greater connection to their inner self, acts on more inspiration that leads into experiences that are unknown. Now, who would you have to be to desire a life like that? You'd have to be an explorer. And when you climb that mountain that no one's ever climbed before and see the world from that perspective, you're the only one in the world who has that perspective. The only one. Now, since you have that perspective and the ideas and thoughts and decisions and choices that come to you from that perspective, you've unlocked a whole zone of the universe that no one in the universe, not on any other planet, not anyone in the non-physical, no one has unlocked the store of experiences and information that are contained in that section of the universe except for you. Why? Because you got to such a high perspective. Well, how'd you get to a high perspective? Because you process limiting beliefs. You expanded your identity. You connected more to your inner self. You received more inspiration. You pushed past fear. You took action. You had experiences that were unimaginable. And you saw a part of reality clearly, perfectly clearly. No one else has seen that clearly. And you say, oh, my God. No one else knows what I know in the entire universe. Not us. As soon as you find out, we know it. That's why we are so thrilled to be around you. But as soon as you reach that, we get it instantly. And it comes drip, drip, dripping to you. And these ideas that will change the world will come to you and you and you and you. When you start shifting your perception of reality to, I'm a victim, so I need to control conditions to make me feel good, or at least not bad, to, I'm the creator of this reality. Nothing can make me good, feel good or bad. If something makes me feel bad from your perspective, it's because you have a belief that's not true. Aha, a limitation. I can process that non-true belief and prove to myself by finding evidence in my life and the lives of others that proves it's not true, whittle away at it, 
And then when I receive inspiration, that limiting belief is not going to get in the way and I can act. And when I act and I see that experience is perfect, I gain information that no other human has ever gotten before, lifts my perspective even more. And soon enough, I'm in one imaginable experience after another imaginable experience. And now because I'm in a high perspective, I see these and I get ideas that no other person in my position could get. I see myself more truly. And this life becomes nothing short of spectacular. Gary was playing poker in Jacksonville last weekend. And of course, he wanted to win the games and wanted to win money and blah, 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 blah. And he had a fun time. But he went in there with a high perspective saying, well, in addition to winning money, there's got to be something unimaginable happening here. I'm going to open my eyes and see how this is perfect. And so he finds himself sitting next to someone, a very normal person, very normal poker player, who suddenly tells him the story that he was going to go into this pretty big event, cost a few hundred dollars, didn't have the money. And so one set of circumstance happened, and he ended up miraculously getting enough money to play the tournament. So before the tournament, he decides to meditate. And he's in his car with his eyes closed, and suddenly the whole car is filled with light. He didn't open his eyes. He assumed it must have been the sun or something, but it was a cloudy day, so how could that be? But he just kept meditating, and then he felt a presence with him in the car. And then he went in to play, and the entire tournament, he felt like he was being guided and supported and there was a presence with him. He knew exactly what to do every hand. He was absolutely confident. Everything went his way. And he ended up getting to the final table and ending in fourth place and won $120,000, which to him was absolutely life-changing. He had never told the story to anyone before. Just sits next to a stranger and tells Gary the whole story. Gary told him that he's heard the story before by other poker players, professional poker players. And that occurs to him, ah, what if I bring in anyone in the non-physical, interested in poker, past poker players who've died, and let them be my guides and supporters as I go through a tournament? Just as he does with Joshua, just as he does with us, it never occurred to him. He thought, Gary had to be the good poker player. He got his jollies by people complimenting him on his poker skills or by admiring him. Now he realizes that was all a narrow bandwidth of identity. And so he's led after this year of letting go of identity to this one area where he's still holding on to identity. But he knew enough to know that, that he should enter this with a high perspective and that there'd be information for him. And lo and behold, this person gives him the key to everything. When you're going into experience, bring in your guidance supporters, bring in your inner self, bring in anyone who's interested in that and let them guide you and support you through that experience. Never occurred to him before, but he got to that place right there where the unimaginable happened. Now he has a superpower. Now he can go in and do something no other poker player is going to be doing. And he's not expecting this to be anything more than surprising and delightful and unimaginable. 
And so if he can do that in the area of channeling, in the area of poker, where else could he use this ability? That's unimaginable. That's life-changing. That's planet-changing, consciousness-changing. And that's why you're all here. Does that make sense? Thank you, Joshua. Yeah. You think differently. From that different way of thinking, you create differently. Your emotions, your thoughts, your actions interact with the field. You are open to a perfect reflection. What is created is not determined by you. It's a reflection of one thing and one thing only, your perspective in that area of your life. You can't foresee it. You can't guess what that could be because it's unimaginable. This is how you create. You've always been creating this way, but you've been having a narrow set of belief system and a narrow identity and a narrow range of possibility based on those beliefs. And so what comes back to you is all sorts of things within that narrow range. You open up that range and the unimaginable happens. We have time for one quick question. Who's got the silliest question they can think of? I have a silly question. Jamie. Hi. So I've noticed that when I meditate nearly every time I sneeze, what's going on with that? <laughs> you are allergic to meditation. Next. Well, let's imagine that you exist with an identity that says this, that, and that, thus has meaning about who you are. In that identity, which is a narrow bandwidth, you are holding on to a very, very, very narrow perception of Jamie within your reality. Now, you may think it's wide. You may think you're expanding. You may think that you've grown and evolved, and of course you have. But we promise you, it's 4% of who you truly are. So when you go into meditation, where could you be going? You'd be going to the place where there is no Jamie, where anything's possible, where the whole of you exists and the none of you exists. The moniker of Jamie, the past history that you believe is true, the worthiness, security, capability, intelligence, humor, personality, all that fits into 4% of who you truly are. When you go to the non-physical, in meditation, in sleep, in transition, you expand to all of it. And so if you were to go rapidly from Jamie to all of it and none of it, there might be a little release there. A release is something that is not consistent with the entirety of who Jamie is. And that could come out as a little sneeze or a little cough or some resistant thought in the middle or the beginning of the meditation or a little ache or a little pain or a little breath. Many people, as you know, start off their meditation with deep breaths. Why? Because they bring in the new and release the old. 
bring in the new, release the old. Bring in the everything and release the limitation in breath. You do it in your breath with a sneeze, just because that's a little more eccentric, a little more interesting, and a little more fun. But it's the same thing. All of you can expand a little bit day by day by day, expanding who you think you are, what's possible for you, imagining who you truly are, and letting that in. Knowing that this identity haphazardly created based on what you think, what you think other people think, what you think is right, what you think is good, what you think is appropriate, commendable, honorable, whatever that is, morality, all taught to you by those in fear, none of it true. You're everything and nothing. And as you expand, you expand the amount of your inner self that is flowing through you. If you want to have an unimaginable, exciting, exhilarating, powerful, satisfying life, let more of that in. If you want to control everything, if you think that's working out for you, if you want to make sure nothing bad happens to you, try to do it from the human perspective. Can you control the orbit of the Earth around the sun? Well, if you can't control that, your identity is not controlling anything else either. It is all moving by forces more powerful than you can believe. All we're asking you is to see it from that perspective, to see it as perfect, because we promise you the movement of the universe from the stars to the molecules is perfect. It's always working out perfectly. It's always getting everyone everything they need to experience whatever they need based on whatever perspective they choose. If you want to feel better, which we are sure you do, then choose a higher perspective. And with that, we are complete. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. What could you become? That's the question that we're starting to think about more and more and more now. What you could become is unimaginable. You can't see it from here. But as you shift your perspective higher and higher and higher on yourself, reduce the limitations of your identity and allow in more of your non-physical self to be in this ride with you, well, then you offer a vibration that's never been offered before, a very high vibration, a high perspective. And so what the universe reflects back is based in that and since it's at the highest levels of perspective, you get back unimaginable experiences. With each unimaginable experience, you see yourself more as the career of your reality and your perspective shifts even higher. Your mental construct changes and it allows in things that you could not see before and information you could not get before. I've seen this and Chrissy and a lot of people who are doing this work have seen this over the last year and a half. We are having many, many unimaginable experiences, and they defy what we know about this reality. Most people wouldn't believe them. Check out our other podcast, An Unimaginable Life. We talk about some of these stories. They're hard to believe, but they're absolutely true. When you start seeing these, they're fascinating, they're fun, they're always surprising and delightful. It's exciting, interesting, and you sort of have a leg up because no one else knows this stuff. So it is a lot of fun to live this way. 
it's the way we all intended to live. This is why we're listening to this stuff now. And you do it by realizing you have beliefs that are not true. You get triggered by those beliefs when you have a manifestation event, you feel negative emotion, you know you're perceiving reality inaccurately. And so you look at the belief and say, is that true for me? And you find evidence that shows it's not true. We do all of this work in the three courses that we have. It starts at foundations, then basic training, then the boot camp. You get deeper and deeper and deeper, but you have to have a foundation, or otherwise you won't understand it. Each course raises your perspective so that you can be ready for the next course. And then with the activations as well, the activations change your belief system. They unlock certain keys. And it's fascinating how this works. We're going to be starting a new course on February 10th, a foundations course, which will come with the free activations as well. So if you haven't done anything, this is a great way to start. It's very inexpensive. It's $3.99 for a four-week course, including activations, which is normally 200 bucks for free. I would suggest starting something this year, 2024, early in the year. By the end of the year, raise your perspective so high that everything in your life will change for the better. So if you'd like to uh, learn more about that, you can send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Push past your fear. Send me the email and I'll send you all the information. All right. Thanks for being here. Like, subscribe, do all that wonderful stuff. We really appreciate you. Share this podcast with your friends. And until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.